Welcome to the Pure and Simple Podcast, where the real truth is made clear. Here are your hosts, Jacob Bain and Mark Hicks. All right, welcome to another episode of the Pure and Simple. I'm here with Mark Hicks. What's up? And we are excited to talk more about the gospel and uh, just uh, talk through the Bible together. Um, but first, let me uh, share with other ways that you can find us um, and listen to our podcast. You can go to uh, YouTube, just search for Nations Arise Ministries, and be sure to click subscribe. And you can check us out on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, Podbean, or our Facebook page. Just be sure to search for the Pure and Simple Podcast. And uh, with that being said, we're going to roll right into our topic. We've been talking about sanctification uh, by Jesus mm-hmm. and, uh, and salvation er, yeah, and salvation and the yeah. gospel and things like that. And uh, But we never did get to get into some of the stuff we wanted to share about. But first, I'm going to ask Mark just to start uh, sharing about his experience with sanctification. Sanctification. You know, I grew up, uh, for those who know me, you might know some of my story, and if you don't, I grew up about 20 years in a religious environment. Um, I still love them. Don't get me wrong, but um, had to unlearn a lot of things. Amen. Right. <laughs> and so um, growing up, you know, I, the term sanctification was more of a outward appearance, maybe more than an inward thing that happened. Um, people uh, related sanctification to how you looked, how you dressed. Um, the way you talked, you know, not that these things are bad because, you know, there is a, uh, you know, a sense of change in your life. Don't get me wrong, but, but sanctification was all based upon outward appearance and based upon our works of the flesh. That's what sanctification was when I was growing up. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it could be turned into a work. Right. It definitely, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's not, that's not what sanctification is. No, no. Yeah. It's not, has nothing to do with, um, what you do. That's right. <laughs> It's what Jesus did. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I think you, we could almost close it out right there. Right. But uh, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's based on what Jesus did. It has nothing to do with what we did. That's right. And if we see it that way, that's where we really see the um, the beauty in it. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got some scriptures to share with us, Mark? Yeah. Well, you know, there's a verse that came to my mind. Uh, it's in Hebrews twelve fourteen, And it says, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. You know, and growing up, you know, a lot of a lot of religion will like to take a word and equate it with other words. So holiness and sanctification really meant the same thing, you know. And um, so they take this verse and say, hey, if you're not holy, if you're not sanctified, in other words, look in these ways on the outside the flesh, then you're not going to see the Lord. But really, you know, a lot of times religion will take a verse and they kind of twist it, you know, or what's, the, what's that um, when people see things backwards, what's that word for that? Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I just, I just lost it. But anyway, to twist know, it, yeah, you know, yeah. like they'll they'll see God, but then they also see dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> dyslexic. There we go. Yeah. It was right on the tip of my tongue. Dyslexic. <laughs> so a lot of people will take a sentence and they'll get dyslexic yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. So really, this verse is saying, "Pursue peace with all people yep. and holiness." Mm-hmm. Then there's a comma there. Yep. Then it says, "Without which no one will see the Lord." So in other words, you know, when you are a Christian and you've repented, changed your mind, right? When you've changed your mind, and the Bible says, too, that there's a transformation that will take place when you renew your mind, when you change right. your mind. So there is going to be a transformation in our lives, and it's going to produce love. And see, when you when that happens in your life, people are going to see that. And that's going to draw people to the Lord. And that's what this verse is saying. So if you're not, you know, pursuing, pursuing peace with people, you know, and if you're not living holy, 
you know, not saying perfect, but it's just saying holy, you know, hey, you're going to make mistakes, by the way. But, you know, there is a change in our actions when we become Christians. Let's just face it. That's the facts. And, you know, so without these things, there's a lot of people out there who's not going to see the Lord. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know. And, and so I can't tell you how many times, and like I said, I'm not perfect, but I can't tell you how many times that people have seen a smile on my face. Yep. That people have seen me doing something, uh, you know, good. And they're like, man, you're different. You know, I remember in high school, um, I was still religious in high school, but still, you know, there was a change in my life. It was it was working on me. I mean, it was like a seed was planted and it was growing. <laughs> but I remember one of the teachers said to me one time, he said, man, you're not different. You're a little different than the rest of the kids. You know, you are you a Christian? He asked me that. And I thought, wow, you know, God, God is really doing things in my life. That's right. And so people see your heart. They see you. And, and so without holiness, you know, without peace upon people, nobody, nobody's going to see the Lord. You know, a lot of people won't see the Lord in their life. So that's what that verse is saying. Yeah, you, you so, do need to look different. Yeah. Act different. Yeah. But that's going to happen. Yeah, if, if if we understand that sanctification is not referring to the, you know, once you understand yeah. the truth of it, yeah. then you'll start seeing the fruit of it. That's right. <laughs> and that the purpose is that people see it. That's right. Yeah, and they will see it. But They will. Yeah, and they will. And so that's what the scripture was saying there, and yeah. that's, that's a good point. So let's take yeah. a look at um, Acts chapter 26. Verses 14 through 18. It's a little bit of a reading, so bear with me here if I get tongue-tied. Amen. Well, let, let me get there before you All get right, going. let's go ahead. Amen. And, and by the way, while he's turning there, it's just talking about Paul. Paul was talking about his conversion when Jesus was speaking to him. Um, and, and Paul was actually talking to King Agrippa right here. And so Paul's giving his account of what happened to him when, when uh, he was blinded by Jesus and also what Jesus said to him afterwards. And you said Acts 26? Uh-huh, verses 14 through 18. All right, go ahead. And when, <clears throat> excuse me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, that's talking about Paul when he was, uh, when he fell to the ground when Jesus blinded him. I heard a voice speaking to me, saying in the Hebrew language, "Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the golds." I said, "Who are you, Lord?" And he What's said, "Gold, golds, <laughs> like rocks." Well, I mean, I ain't gonna say what the King James version says because it's definitely a different kind of word there, <laughs> but. Uh, but I, I, you know, uh, I believe it's referring to why are you, why are you kicking? In other words, why are you fighting against the truth, the, good, uh, the Christians good. there? Why are you kicking against the Christians? That would know? make sense with the way I read it. <laughs> so it's a little, uh, I, and I could be wrong there. So correct me a little later, guys. <laughs> if you read, you know, put oh, I got comments. this define button right here. Let's see what it says. Hey, Amen. Let's look what the word goes, man. Right quick. <laughs> Sorry, I got to know what this no, means. We'll do that. It says, mine says a point. That is a sting, a gold. It Pre- says provoke. Or annoy someone. So, uh, <laughs> another maybe Jesus was asking, "Why are you? Why are you worrying me? Why are you?" Yeah, that's where it, that's where I'm getting. It's like, why are, why are you provoking me? Yeah, right. <laughs> why are you annoying me? Yeah, <laughs> maybe and, that's it. I mean, well, I mean, you know, it may Paul, take some more study there, but Paul was killing Christians. Yeah, so that hurt Jesus. Yeah, true. So that could be what he's saying right there. Yeah, and so Paul's like, "Hey." Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus who you are persecuting. There you go. There's mm-hmm. your answer right there. Right. There's your answer. Mm-hmm. He was persecuting them. That's why. Yep. <laughs> then in verse 16, but rise and stand on your feet. For you know, notice that Jesus didn't even perse- didn't even condemn him or nothing right there. He didn't nope. even say, you know, just stand and rise on your feet. In other words, most most people, I'm sorry, I'm getting called away here, but most people today would say, You stinking sinner, you're yeah. going to hell. But Jesus said, Rise and stand to your feet. Man, I'm gonna preach on that, amen. That's good. <laughs> That's so good. And this guy, he he held the coats of the men that stoned That's Stephen. Right, man. A, a, a amazing man of God. Yes. He he sat there and watched it yes. and approved of it. That's right. And today you got Christians beating people up over, you know. 
know, taking a Bible and Hello. <laughs> but Jesus says, Rise and stand to your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose to make you a minister and a witness both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. By the way, Paul received the gospel of the grace of, uh, of grace from Jesus Christ himself in Arabia. And then he says in verse 17, I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you. Now watch this. To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Yeah, there's a Satan out there that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Now, this is from the words of Jesus, guys. Sanctified by what? Faith. By faith in him. That's right. Did it say sanctified by what you do on the outside? No, Does it say sanctified by what you say or how you look? No, it says sanctified by faith in him. My faith in Jesus Christ sanctifies me. That's right. Wow, this is powerful, and, and I'm and I know this is a little bit of a rabbit trail right here, but notice it says above that to receive forgiveness of sin. You don't repent for forgiveness of sins. You don't confess for forgiveness of sins. You don't go out and beat yourself up and gravel in the dirt and grab a lamb and kill it. No, you don't <laughs> do none of these things for forgiveness of sins. The Bible, Jesus Christ, right here. These are red letters. It says they may receive forgiveness of sins. Amen. If you want to be forgiven, you say, Father, I receive your forgiveness. Thank you. Amen. I it's receive done. it. Done deal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think we could enter there if you wanted to. Yeah, you, know? you could. But That's he says, good. yeah, I receive that they may receive the forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Praise the Lord. So let's stick right there on that word sanctified. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So let, let's, let's talk about that word sanctified just for a moment. Amen. What does sanctified mean, Mark? The word sanctified means to set apart. That is good. So um, be holy. That's right, to be yeah. holy. Yeah, to be it. holy. And and that's actually what's already occurred in you. I'm going to read the definition as you're saying yeah. that. Yeah. To make holy, that is purify, to concentrate, to mm-hmm. venerate, holy, be holy, sanctify. Yeah. See, sometimes we think about the word sanctified and we, we, we hear the definition of what it means to be holy and to be set apart. And we can take on the understanding or misunderstanding that well we have to be holy That's something and we, we have, do we do no it's what god did for us come on <laughs> that's what happened so we were sanctified through faith in that's christ right. that's when it. we believe on his name in that moment you was already sanctified yes. now you just need to discover what took place that's in your right. spirit because in our spirit is where we were uh born again that's right where we were made righteous set apart sanctified. we were set apart and you know what it's, it's important that you know that um, you know, we're made up of a three-part being. That's right. You know, we're a spirit, soul, and body. And, you know, my uh, my, my body, my flesh, mm-hmm. and my soul, my personality. But in my spirit part yes. of me, that's where I'm born again. Yes. That's the part of me that has been sanctified. Yes. It's just like Jesus. It's not any different. It's, it's perfect. It's holy. And that's the part of me that, that God relates to. Yes. And if God relates to me that way, I need to relate to myself that Amen. way. Amen. And if God relates to Mark that way, I need to relate to Mark that way. That's right. So a lot of times what we do as Christians uh, is we focus on the outside uh-huh. and not focus on the inside. So what happens is someone will make a mistake and we, we're, we're quick to judge them yeah. and condemn them. And that's not the right way to handle it. Uh-huh. The right way of handling it is, hey, that's not who you are. That's right. Who you are is righteous. Yes. And in your spirit, you're just like Christ. And those actions 
don't line up with who you are in Christ. Yeah. So that can encourage a person to change their behavior. That's right. Yeah. But you don't want to focus on their bad behavior. Focus on who they are in Christ. And some people say, well, I'm going to be sanctified one day when I get to heaven. Well, no, no. Let's look at First John four seventeen. <laughs> yep. What does it say? It says, as he is, so are we. In this life. In this world. Yeah. So, you know, in this life, in this world. So that's saying right there that whatever Jesus is like is what I'm like. Yep. Is Jesus sanctified? That's right. Is Jesus holy? Mm-hmm. Is Jesus purified? That's right. Is Jesus sinless? Yep. That's what I am right now in this mm-hmm. world. You know, and that's powerful because, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm looking in the mirror thinking I don't see no sanctified, yep. holy person. You know, I see blemishes and you know, bumps and 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 ugly. Because you <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at your flesh, you're looking at your physical appearance. That's right. But it, that hasn't been redeemed yet. That's it will right. be redeemed in heaven. That's right. Now that is to say uh, that you know what we don't have to uh, um, allow sickness to to live in our bodies. That's right. Okay. I, you know, our body uh, has been uh, paid for as mm-hmm. well. And so through faith, we can walk in health, but That's we right. have to agree with the word of God. Uh-huh. And when we agree with who we are in our spirit, that, that life flows into our body yes. and flows into our soul and our personality and those things. And so that's important, but you can't look at your physical appearance for no. change. You no. got to look at who you are in Christ. And that requires faith. That's right. Got, that requires believing God. That's right. Believing, uh, what he says, uh-huh. what you can't see with your physical eyes, you have to see it with your heart. Yes. Yep. You know, I get a lot of people asking me this question. What is the will of God in my life, Mark? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, let's talk about one of the wills. You know, in, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 9, and this is um, uh, the, the writer of Hebrews, which I believe is Paul. He says, and he said, and I think he's talking about Christ right here. He says, behold, I have come to do your will, O God. All right, we have a will here. Let's That's find right. out what this will is. <laughs> do your will, O God. The next part. He takes away the first that he may establish the second. Wow. Well, there's a will right there. What was the first? The first is talking about the old covenant. And then he comes. So in other words, it's saying he comes to take away the first covenant that he may establish the second covenant. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of people, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts, have a struggle with the law and, you know, the, the old covenant versus the new covenant and all oh, the old covenant's not done away with. It's not. No, it's still there. It's still applicable. We still have to leave live by it. We have mm-hmm. to apply it to our lives. Not that there's not wisdom in there, guys. Yep. There is wisdom in the old covenant. Yes. You know, there's even some dietary things in the old covenant that's actually beneficial for you. That's right. Um, I'm not saying that's going to save you. It's not. It might save you in the flesh, but it ain't going to save you in the spirit. That's right. <laughs> but but the truth is, I have come to do your will, O oh God, the will. He takes away the first that he may establish the second. That's a powerful will. And watch this right here in verse 10. And by that will, all right, what will? The will of him taking away the first that mm-hmm. he may establish the second. And by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ once and for all. Amen. This is not a continual thing. You don't get sanctified over and over and over, re-sanctified, re-sanctified. Sanctified again, born again again. You know, mm-hmm. you don't get these things. You know, uh, Andrew Walmart said, if I'd have had a rededicator, I'd have broke mine. <laughs> you know? I've been rededicated. <laughs> I don't know how many times. <laughs> so this says that we have been sanctified through their offering in the body of Jesus Christ once. Mm-hmm. Once. You know, and notice that right there, in, uh, right after it says for all, and that's in actually in uh, Talises, and that's 
what the King James translators actually added there. Right. But it says, he, we've been off, uh, sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once. I can't say that enough. I mean, I could read that verse just over and over and over because we missed it. Mm-hmm. We've missed that. That's right. Many have missed that in the body of Christ because mm-hmm. they think that their sanctification comes by what they do on the flesh. They mm-hmm. come. It comes by how they act and how they talk and how they look. You know, like I said before, these things are important, but that is not what sanctifies you. If you don't understand yep. how you're truly sanctified, it's not going to affect the outside. Exactly. In order for the tree to be uh, to bear fruit, the, the root has to be correct first. Exactly. We got a bug. I know. It's a little moth. <laughs> Amen. It's gone. <laughs> Amen. Even the bug was a grin. I don't want to <laughs> harm that moth on camera. <laughs> Peter might be get mad. <laughs> so, yep. so, so we're sanctified, Jacob, one time through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. That's and, right. And, and it comes by faith in him. Mm. Amen. <laughs> it's not That's by good. what you do, but it's just yep. by putting faith in him. And there's another scripture that says that... Um, um, Christ is the end of the law, right? That's right. Uh, yeah, Romans, fa- yeah, Romans, faith in Christ is uh, yep. the end of Romans eight. Uh, excuse me, that's Romans ten verse mm-hmm. one. It says, "For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone Amen. who believes." That's right. Yes. Yeah, and so that's powerful. So mm-hmm. when you believe in Jesus, there's no more law on you. Yeah, <laughs> Moses got to go. Yeah, that's right. Uh, hey, uh, yeah, Mo- and <laughs> and uh. Just to reiterate too that you know, you know the law was never meant for us. Nope, it was never meant for us. It was it was it was for the Jews. Yep. And uh, anytime you try to live in the law, it just condemns. That's it's right. going to continually condemn you. Yeah, just like what Jacob just said in Romans three one. It says, "What advantage then is the, has the Jew, or what profit of circumcision? Mm-hmm. Much in every way, chiefly because to them were committed the oracles of God." That's good. Yeah, the law was given to the Jews, and last time I checked, I ain't a Jew. Amen. That's right. <laughs> and that bug's like, hold up now. They're talking about law and grace over here. I need to go disrupt this. <laughs> but um, but the truth is, guys, is we are free from the law of Moses. Um, in John 1, 16, it says, of his fullness, we've all received in grace for grace. And then verse 17, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. That's right. And I, I prefer to stick with that second part, Jacob. How about you? Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. Amen. Amen. That's good. Let's take a look at this. Um, uh, it's still in Hebrews 10, but um, verse 15, I'm going to start reading. All right. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. Mm-hmm. For after he says, this is the covenant I will make with them after those days, the Lord says, I will put my laws on their hearts and I will write them on their minds and I will never again remember their sins and their lawless acts. Wow. That's awesome. Never. Yeah, never. He's not remembering our (laughs) sins. And uh, that's the, you know, we we talked about this on a prior episode, but uh, repentance. We are always trying to remind God, it seems like, of our sin when we come before him repenting of our sin. But he's not remembering our sin. Yeah. You know, in Christ, we're forgiven. That's right. And, it, and with the way that God forgives, he forgets. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's like <laughs> you've never done it. You know, it's like when Jesus paid for your sin, it's it's like he completely removed it. Right. Like you've never done it right. in the first place. Right. And so that's your status with God right now. Mm-hmm. Your status is that you're righteous and you're holy and you're perfect before him because the blood of the lamb is on your life. Right. That's what he sees. He right. sees the blood and he goes no further. You know, when I was growing up, Jacob, uh, and I don't mean this as any disrespect towards Native Americans, by the way. Mm-hmm. I love Native Americans. I, I've got friends that are Native Americans and I just love them. 
But I'm they Cherokee. Was, uh, they was no, I'm a, just kidding. Everybody's Cherokee. Well, I'm a Choctaw. No, <laughs> but you know, when I was growing up, there was a saying, and it was called an Indian giver. Have you ever heard that? Oh, I've heard that, it's yeah. It's in the South. I don't know yeah. about North, but I know in the South, there's a saying called Indian giver. Yeah. In other words, that was a saying for, I'll give you something, but later I'm going to take it back. Yeah, and it's not a good, it's, <laughs> it's not a very good saying. Right, right, right. But, you know, I remember growing up, and we were kids, you know, mm-hmm. and I'd give my cousin something, yeah. and I'd be like, no, I want to keep that, and I'd get called an Indian giver. <laughs> but, you know, um, but the truth is, is God's not that. Yep. He's not going to give you forgiveness and sanctification and all these things and then take it back from you. That's right. You know why? Because he also says that the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Amen. So sanctification is a gift. Holiness is a gift. Salvation is a gift. Free life, eternal life, all these things in Christ is a free gift. And the gifts of calling and the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Amen. He's not going to change his mind. Hey, that moth right there, I'm telling you. (laughs) This is going to be an episode to remember right here. That's right. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, But it's too good to stop it. I can't. Yeah. But everything from God, it's free. That's right. It's free. And um, the la- I can't remember a time that I've paid for something that was free. Mm-mm. Yeah. And But we, we as Christians, uh, through religion, yeah. we keep trying to pay for something that's free. Yeah. We keep trying to earn goodness from God and yeah. blessings from God, and it's wrong. Yeah. But it's free. Salvation is free. It's a yes. free gift. Well, it's, in everything in this world, there's nothing free in this world. You know, you, you have to earn things. That's right. You know, you work to earn what? Money. You know, um, if I work for somebody, I'm earning something in their favor, you know. And and so people see the gospel and they have to relate it that way, too. But this, the truth is that that's why the gospel is good news. That's right. Um, and in fact, there's an ancient um, there's an ancient definition of the word gospel that means too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's that, because it's too good to be true. Like, I really don't have to earn righteousness, Jacob. Mm-hmm. I really don't have to earn sanctification. You're telling me I can be holy because just believing in Jesus, right? That's too good to be true, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's kind of is how it is, right? Yeah, right. people just can't seem to believe that God is that good. That's right, and but He is. That's right. He is. He is that good. That's right. It's that simple. He wants to give His um, goodness away. That's right. <laughs> he doesn't want you to pay for it. That's right. He doesn't want you to try to earn it. That's right. He just wants you to come receive it. Wow, receiving is the best thing we can learn how to do. That's good. God wants to serve us. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, we, sometimes we always think about, well, we got to serve God and do this and do that. And, you know, what, serving God is important. Yeah. But God wants to serve us. That's right. And he already has. That's right. He, he has supplied everything that we need through his son, and he is serving us every day. That's good. He's redeeming us every day. Yes. He is doing... Um, so much in and through us every day, things we don't recognize. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you, there's angels right now that's protecting us when we go out and about. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's harm out there, but the, you know, the Holy Spirit's watching over us. Amen. Amen. And it's free. Yes, right. You can't earn it. Can't earn it. Can't um, pay for it. I would like to share a scripture that's one of my favorites, Romans chapter five, verse seventeen, and it says, "If by one man's trespass death reigned through the one man," talking about Adam. That's right. How much more will those who receive the overflow of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Man, receive. that's a powerful verse right there. Receive that's abundance right. of yeah. grace. What causes you to reign in life? It's, wow. it's grace and the free gift of righteousness. Gift of righteousness. Mm-hmm. So wow. gift is free. You don't pay for a gift. It's free. Nope. So if you receive that, if you receive grace, 
through the gospel, mm-hmm. receive the message, receive God's goodness, his unmerited favor on your life. That's right. Right. And then the free gift of righteousness, which is saying I'm righteous based on what Jesus did, his sacrifice, and not what I do. Yeah. When I live with that understanding yeah. and I receive that truth in my life, that's how I reign in life. I agree. Yeah. That is it. That's the truth. Every time I focus on his goodness and his grace and who I am in Christ, I prosper. That's good. Yeah. But if I start looking at what I got to do, what I do right and what I do wrong, that's where depression comes. That's good. That's where strife comes. That's right. That's where all evil comes from. That's right. Because you're being self-righteous. That's right. Yeah. You know, um, I don't brag on myself at all, but you know, I started a photography business probably about six, maybe close to seven years ago. Right. When I first started, you know, that first year or two, I thought, wow, am I really going to be able to do this? You know, I, I thought, wow, this this might not work, you mm-hmm. know. But at that time, too, I was really focusing on the gospel. I was understanding things about, you know, in this verse that you just read right here in 517, that we will reign in life. Mm-hmm. You know, I believed that, and I prayed, and I told God, I was like, Lord, I really want this. And I know he put it in my heart. It wasn't something that I just created because it was like maybe two, two or three weeks of constant, hey, you need to start your own business. You need right. to do your own thing. Um, and two, I believe it was helpful because I was able to do things in the gospel also. That's right. But you know, I, I told God, I was like, wow, if this is really you, Lord, I really want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And, you know, and, and now this, at this time, this present time right now, I've actually had to turn people away and, and I'm not bragging about myself. I, I just did what God told me to do. I believe that he put that in my heart and, and I'm believed, and I believe this verse that if I've received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, that I was going to reign in life. And and my life is my business too. That's right. My life is my family. My life, and I'm I just had another girl. Oh wow! So we got three kids now. We got two boys and a girl. That's right. And and I have a beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a wonderful family, mm-hmm. and I'm reigning in life. Amen. You know, um, I may not be rich, and I may not have a mansion, but I guarantee you, right now, I have a beautiful family. I have people who love me in my life. Uh, I have a business that's you know slightly successful, and I tell you what. I am reigning in life right now. Amen. You know? And like I said, reigning in life to some is different than others. Yep. But I'm happy. That's right. I'm thankful for what God is doing for me. (laughs) You know? And I I wanted to encourage you, too, people listening right now, that 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 happened to me. It also happens to you. Amen. God is not a respecter of persons. You take these promises and you apply it to your life. You believe what he says about you. I believe that I'm going to reign in life. I believe that. And I am. Amen. That's true. <laughs> that is so true. Amen. And and he's just he's a good God. That's right. And he loves us all equally. And uh that's important to remember. That's good. Yes. Um we're we're right at the end of our episode uh-huh. here. Yeah. And is there anything else you want to share before we give uh close it out? I just want to reiterate yeah. this. Guys, this says it's a gift. Righteousness is a gift. Holiness is a gift. Mm-hmm. Sanctification is a gift. All these things are a gift through Jesus Christ. You receive all of these things by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. It's that simple. Don't never let nobody tell you that you have to earn these things, that you have to work for these things, or that you have to present yourself certain ways. It's not true. Because once you do receive these things, and once you understand these things, then you'll start seeing God as a good God. And then the Bible says that the goodness of God causes people to change their mind. That's right. To repent, to change their mind. When you understand all these things, you start seeing a good God, and God's goodness will cause you 
to uh, to act different in the flesh. To mm-hmm. do things. it causes you to repent to change your mind. That's true. That's good. It's true. That's wow. powerful. Yes. So uh, um, we're gonna close this out. But uh, if you don't know the Lord, or if you do know the Lord, will you say this prayer with us? Yes. So Heavenly Father, thank you right now for Jesus. Thank you, Father, that um, He is my righteousness. That it's not my righteousness, Father, that that um, that makes me right with you, but it's His righteousness alone. So right now, I receive Him into my life. Yes, it's He that makes me righteous and holy and complete in You, and I receive that right now. And I say thank you for it. And I just say um, I love you and thank you for Jesus. Amen. 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 For everyone else, just uh, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks for listening. See you guys. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Pure and Simple Podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. If you'd like to support our show or ministry, please visit nationsarise.org forward slash give.